0: Bad for
1: you
0: no, I'm a for you're listening to the adventure game club podcast this week we are talking about goblin 3 a point-and-click adventure released by cocktail vision in 1993 I'm your host Michael and with me today is Jeremy hello yeah this was our game for July as we ended up doing the third game in the series so I guess the first First question is so
1: how did we end up picking this one? Uh, it was definitely my fault, <laughs> if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yes. because uh, because I submitted it to the uh, to the the suggestion bucket, um, and because I I adore the goblins series, uh, it's it's like one of my most kind of inspiring like favorite uh, adventure games because they're just they're they're so out there, um, and it's just kind of like this combination of like d- this joy and frustration. Um, and so I thought I'd, and goblins three is my personal favorite, I think. Um, and the goblins games, the goblin series is kind of inaccessible in a lot of ways to a modern audience. I feel, um, like they were really, the design of them is just kind of inherently frustrating. And especially like, <laughs> um, I don't know. The first, the first goblins game has the entirely baffling decision to have a life meter. So when you do something, when you mess up in some way, like that, kind of um, takes away your hit points or whatever. There's a little meter, and then like you have, if you run out, you just you're game over. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's is really weird. Yeah, it's such a like um, just baffling design decision from. A modern standpoint because like the joy of the game is also is is just it's so wrapped up in like the the goofy animations and the weird things that happen when you know the goblins do anything like right or wrong like oh, there's so there's a, like these custom animations and 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 things that happen and like all the other goblins are yelling at you and when you do something like when you mess up and there's like often like Absolutely, no way to know what thing is good or what is bad, besides just trial and error. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all
0: unfortunate because, like, I it's th- in the saving system, weird too. You can't really cheese it and just save after every action yeah, because it's per level, right? I just, I think I haven't yeah, played that it, one in a long time. It's like password. Yeah,
1: there's a okay. there's a password you get at the end of every level, and it's it includes not only the next the level you're on, but the your life meter itself so the only way to actually cheese it which is how I played it when I was young um, is to like once you figure out how to complete the level is like to go back and do it again until you can execute it perfectly kind of before you move on or else you know you can easily end up in this situation where like you are on a level and you have just kind of a sliver and like one screw up is just game over it's like well yeah it's so.
0: Unfortunate, because, like, I think if you just took that out, I'm, I don't know if you could just mod it out, and the game would be fine. Or there's like at least one puzzle I think that relies on the the zombie one. There's like one with the zombie where, like, I don't know if that would break the game, but
1: anyway, I mean, but
0: they took it out after the first game.
1: Yeah, uh, that's. I didn't want to subject people to Goblins one as their first Goblins game, and then Goblins two is is pretty good. It's it's definitely an excellent uh, an excellent game, an excellent example of the Goblins genre, Um, and just uh, but like I guess you know there there is technically like a storyline that connects the three games, but it's so um. I don't know what, how to describe it, like whether it's just kind of the translation is kind of thin or like that just like it's just so all over the map that like I barely noticed. Like I didn't realize there was a connection between the games until like the third one. I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, there's there's like they're actually trying to do something here. It's um, really loose. Yeah, um, it's really loose. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean,
0: I think all the games are kind of like... Like, you could, in theory, jump in with any of the games if, for some reason, yeah, someone I think recommended really 4 or 5.
1: Yeah, yeah I, okay. I, and honestly, Goblins 5 would not be a bad place to start. It's a lot more forgiving than than any of the others. Yeah, um, yeah, I need to go back and play it. I really enjoyed
0: what I've played so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... Back that game for the full French DOS game experience and I feel like I got it with, like, the yeah. launcher. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's the whole... I don't know. Were you a backer?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I backed it before it came to Kickstarter. I was on the, the oh. Lily or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, just as soon as I heard about that, I'm like, yep, I'm in. Awesome. I'm in a thousand percent. But, like, it, it was
0: very funny watching, like, development. It's like, the game's... If you buy, it's on Steam now, but even when, apparently when you launch it on Steam, it's still, like, has you select
1: from one of the four launchers from a menu. Yeah, there's, there's like, four episodes that are, like, four levels or four scenes each, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can just start from the middle if you feel like it.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess, like, I mean, it's almost like Shareware, because the demo is just the first episode, but... I think my understanding is the explanation he gave was that it was just his first adventure game studio game, and he was just yeah. he just said he would never do that. Uh, like he'll use the engine again, but and he is, um, he,
1: but just that he wouldn't make that mistake again. Um, yeah, he just kind of didn't know what he was doing, and it's like yeah. this, this seems to work or whatever. But it was charming
0: in a way. It was yeah, no, it's charming. great. Um, but yeah, and then I also like. I forgot if I mentioned this, but like I submitted Woodruff and the Schnibble, which is another game by mm-hmm. Um I don't think that I think Goblin is probably much much more approachable. Yeah, than Woodruff I, I would because the
1: yeah, it's definitely because like with the the, I mean, so goblins in general, like just to kind of set the, the scene for the anyone who hasn't played it. Like the goblins, you control generally multiple goblin, little goblin characters. Um, and you kind of like work together to solve weird kind of surreal puzzles. Um, and by pointing, clicking on things and like uh, generally like they're very constrained. So you would generally only, you know, are solving things in one scene or like maybe two different screens moving back and forth and then until like you've you've figured out that area and then you kind of move on to a next area which can be completely different um and so like it is it makes it tractable that all of the puzzles you know are total moon logic and like nothing makes sense and it's very cartoony and surreal um which is where a lot of the delight is uh, in solving these puzzles is just like watching this thing, like clicking on something and not expecting you know anything reasonable to happen, and then something completely unreasonable happens. Um, and it's just like this this wonderful thing to, un- to unfold. Um, but then, Woodruff and the Schnibble is kind of a much more traditional kind of open adventure game world, where kind of you can go to all the different areas and you figure out, you know, you solve all the puzzles in the different places and you have to kind of piece together how to make progress and what your goals are kind of in a larger sense. Um, But it still kind of has that, you know, arbitrary puzzle um, mindset for a fair bit of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it is, uh, Especially, I, I. It's been a while since I replayed it, but uh, you know, the last time I played it, I did find when if you actually have the manual, the manual just like kind of gives just kind of gives away the most egregious uh, oh, okay leaps of logic in it. Uh, you know, it's kind of got some hints to to kind of set help you kind of understand what you're getting into, um, and so that that. Actually helped a lot, I think. But uh, but yeah, it can be if you don't if you aren't kind of on top of what's going on, then it's it's re- it's a real bear. You know, one of the yeah. things that ju- that makes the goblins game bearable is just like you can click everything on every other thing, and eventually something you know mm-hmm. will show up.
0: Yeah, and plus the yeah, like you said, the the for the most part, the games are limited to one or two rooms at a time yeah uh, and so it's not it's not too bad
1: um you eventually y- y- get it, yeah and I mean, although you know I've definitely have had you know very frustrating you know long <laughs> experiences where I'm just beating my head against this game and like um it, when I was a, a younger and didn't have access to walkthroughs or whatever um you know the the goblins two and three have an in game hint system, but it just kind of it's not necessarily like it doesn't always make a to- sense or like you don't necessarily figure out how to execute it or and yeah. so like, yeah, and then I don't remember very frustrating.
0: Yeah. I don't remember if two does this, but the hint system for three is also limited to a handful of times. You can only use it so many times Yeah. per install of the game, basically like it, it tracks it. Not in your save game. So if you try to like get around it by saving your game using a hint, then loading your save game, it it knows. I mean, you could get around it, but it, there's yeah, it, they accounted no, for I,
1: that. Yeah, I think they. I think they both did that two and three, okay. from what I remember. Um, although okay. at this point I've I've basically memorized Goblins Three. Like oh. it, is, it is not possible for me to be objective about this game uh, yeah um, yeah so I guess we should briefly
0: go into the history of the series so Cocktail Vision is a developer that started in 1984 in France um, and uh, the first Goblins game was in 1991 they released them every year so not every year, but, like, 91 was the first game. 92, you had Goblins 2, and then 93 was Goblins 3. In 92, I think, uh, Sierra bought the company. From my understanding is that they wanted to expand their presence in Europe. Hmm. I think those... Which is interesting because the early games by the studio are really, like... At least... F- from when I played are really experimental
1: mm-hmm. and it doesn't st- well they also had a really popular like edutainment series <laughs> okay in France the Addy games Addy Boo something like that okay um, so I think that was also that like, was the something reason- that Sierra was interested in but uh, okay yeah it, was- is, it is a weird studio they have mm-hmm. produced just like a, a wild array of weird experimental yeah. stuff.
0: Well like yeah so like the stu- the goblins games were is des- designed by Pierre Gill. I'm so sorry that I'm gonna mispronounce this probably but Pira Gillods. Gillod? Gil- yeah I'm sorry. Gillod? I don't know. Um and Muriel Tramis. Uh her games are fascinating. Like I haven't I haven't really mm-hmm. played that many of them. I don't but like even like the things that are maybe more straightforward, like Ink, like if I have to say what one of her more straightforward games are, like even Ink is a really out there game. Ink
1: is really wild, yeah. No, it's it's but, uh, but yeah, like, that's that that, that that that's a whole experience right there. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I I don't even know how to.
0: Uh, Describe
1: that. Go look. It's an adventure game, space sim hybrid. It's, it's an adventure game and also, you know, yeah, first person space dogfight battler. Um, <laughs> fighting Spaniards
0: yeah. from yeah, like, like literal it's, uh, Spanish callians floating in in space. Um, but like, I mean, her like all over the place. Like, she's done historical games about colonialism erotica games uh like all of these by the same studio so it's just and then i don't know what period did before this um uh, because i i wish i followed him more closely but he's done a lot since um the studio like so he leaves the studio i think i think both of them leave after Urban Runner-ish or so there's a point where mm. they start closing things down. So and then after that happens, he continued to make cartoons and games. Um but yeah it they're they're a fascinating studio and if you ever have the time go look up their other stuff. But um Yeah, I mean, so once Sierra bought them, I think one thing that I found really interesting was that they renamed, at least I think it was just in the US, I'm not sure, or the North America, where they (laughs) renamed it to Goblins Quest 3.
1: Just to lean in on, you know... Every every Sierra game needs Quest in the title. I guess. It, it It took me a long time to realize like Conquests of Longbow has Quest in the title. Oh, I like. I, I hate that I'm realizing this now. Yeah, was it's that so bad.
0: Oh no. Yep. So, oh no. So because <laughs> so because they did. I mean, they couldn't go with Heroes Quest. They tried. They couldn't mm-hmm. do that one. And then Laser Suit Larry is a weird Quest outlier. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, all right. Well, <laughs> it's so weird because like they really they did a. I thought they did the re-release of Goblins One and Two, the CD talkie versions. Maybe
1: not. Sure. Yeah. Well, they, they they didn't rename. I don't think any of these. Right. There's no There's no Goblins Quest or Goblins Quest Two. It's just Goblins also, Quest Three. Also, we forgot
0: to mention every for every Goblins game, there's multiple eyes in the title, like the, the, depending on the number of goblins that are playable in the game. So, Goblins. One is just goblins with three eyes because you play as three goblins. The second game has two eyes because you play as two different goblins. Goblins three is just one eye because you there. There are multiple <laughs> characters, playable characters, but there's only one. Well, wait, pretty
1: much yeah, yeah. you're pretty much, you're pretty much go- always. Well, I mean, that's there's there's really kind of a main um, character who is who is blount that is is. Mm-hmm generally I think there's like one scene where you're, you're kind of working from someone else's perspective, but like Blount is still physically in that. <laughs> like you're, yeah. you look into to the sword or whatever and you in, in the picture, it's like Blount is looking and seeing what's happening. And then that's true. You, yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't think there's any point in the game where there are less than two controllable characters. Um, Including Blount's left and right hand at various that's, points, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is I, uh, also so great, like that's such a choice. So I feel like
0: we've talked a lot about how it's a point and click adventure game that plays. We've described the gameplay a fair amount. Hmm. I don't think we've brought up the story at all because I don't really know how much you can really say about the story other than
1: a guy goes on an ad-
0: adventure. Yeah. I, really I, like, I don't know. You're,
1: you're Blount the reporter and you're trying to interview... Uh, I get an interview with Queen Xena and King Bod, I think is is the supposedly the driving idea. And it just immediately there's all the stuff that happens. That's like, um, when you're kind of focused on like just figuring out what on earth to do, like none of the puzzles really relate to the story very closely. Right. And like, or the kind of the overall story, um, there, there's kind of a moment to moment, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, just an excuse to like drop these weird ideas in mm-hmm. like it, at, and like the transitions between levels where it's trying to like bring the story together are just like so abrupt and so like um just out of nowhere um that it's just it, it you, you, i don't know if it's followable i don't know like if you're really paying attention and like you kind of go back and like are are, are you can be like okay well then this is this is sort of what's happening and and the, there there is stuff later that kind of ties back into earlier stuff if you were aware of, like, what was actually going on. But, like, literally the third level, you are eaten by a werewolf and die. Um, <laughs> and then you have to, like, bring yourself back to consciousness. And then it turns out that you are... Like, the transition between the level where you escape death and the next level is, like some rabbits rescued you and nursed you back to health and then like gave you a note from this this the Winona who you saw for like 10 seconds in the second level Um, who is like oh you, you brave you know brave Blount who saved me you know come come find me drink this potion and you drink the potion and you become a giant and then you have to deal with giant world and it's like where did that any of that come from <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's basically just a pr- like they just, they're just setting up bits, basically. Yeah, for um, sure. Every level has its own objective, I guess. It's very like, I think that has more of an impact, like, I guess more of an influence on all the puzzles and stuff than like any oh, kind did. of overarching
1: story. Like, it's almost not, it's not quite an anthology, but. It's 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 really, you know, largely an excuse to set up these these weird set pieces um, and kind of string them together. And like there are again, there are callbacks and stuff like, um, you know, there's at one point you me you need to go to. Uh, I don't even remember. You're, you're trying to go someplace and you meet the captain of the ship who you started the game on this airship that was was just being destroyed because it was being hit by boulders and you have to escape the ship and uh, you meet the captain again. And he's like, Oh, you know, sorry, I left you to die on my airship, but I can help you find passage. Um, And then later you find the character who is flinging boulders at passing airships. Um, But like, if you're not like looking out for it, like it's just another weird thing that shows up. Like um Yeah. I, don't know. I mean yeah, it's, it's just a showcase for jokes and art, the arts. Yeah. The, art, the art's really gorgeous and the animation is really gorgeous. Um and just like the, the pixel art well the I would say like the, the in level animation and pixel art is really gorgeous. <laughs> and uh some of the cutscenes are extremely questionable. Yeah. Um, because so, and is, I think it's from fun, my, like the CD version for sure. Right. I was going to say
0: that's all coming from the CD version, right? Like they did. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a whole thing. So <laughs> there is a CD and floppy version. They have the CD one has, I think the differences are the CD one has voice acting, those additional cutscenes, and a completely different set of music. By the same composer?
1: Is it it the same composer? I'm not
0: sure. Okay. I thought it was, but they're very different in mood. Yeah. I think Goblins 2 does a similar thing where there's the Amiga version has different music than the DOS version. Hmm. And I don't know why this kept happening to the series because it seems like it would be expensive. Unless, like, the maybe the voice acting got like the so the music in the floppy version is a lot, I guess, more perkier, like upbeat and maybe yeah, that
1: for sure got in the way of the voice acting. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's a very different style. Like, the Goblins you know, ad lib music or whatever the FM synthesized stuff. Like it's a very kind of distinctive style. Um, and it's very good. Um, but then I don't know. I think they were trying to, um, I definitely feel like with the CD soundtrack, there are a few points where they're trying to kind of integrate it a little bit more with like, make the music go with where you are in the story and where you are in the scene. Um, and like the, the one that's kind of sticks out for me is like, there's you know, a point where you're like in a tavern and like in the CD version, there's like clanking dishes and, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, kind of drunken singing in the background. Um, and then kind of in the ad lib, you know, the floppy version, it's just like another Jazzy Goblins tune, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's a good Jazzy Goblins tune. Um, I'd both uh, that, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot better of a, a soundtrack to just kind of listen to on its own, uh, I think. But uh, I feel like the the CD soundtrack. I don't know. It's the one that I had, so it's it's the mm-hmm. one that I imprinted on. Um, but yep. I don't think it's bad. It's just it's not is not as memorable standing on its own for sure. Um, but that's kind I of how it, I feel. It works oh, in context. No,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's kind of how I feel about it too, because I the, I grew up with the CD version. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I I'm fine with it. I I never had an issue with it. I think generally, just from looking online, people strongly prefer the floppy one. Um, but that's what it always felt like to me, but. Mm-hmm. I almost. I don't. I don't know. I almost find some of the music a little distracting in the floppy one, just because there's so much going on. But Mm -hmm. it's much better. Like it's something I would like if I had to listen to. Like you said, like listening to it as a standalone thing, it's much better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never. I don't know. I never had an issue with the CD one, really.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I I think you're you're less fond of the voice acting. (laughs) Which I can Um, kind of overlook, but I I get
1: it. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 there are some voice acting choices I really love in, in the voice acting. Um, like the fact that Blount's hands are voiced by a completely different actor of a completely different gender. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Blount's hands are a female voice for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like, it's such a great detail. Um, but uh, that I think the problem I had with the voice acting, uh, what the way I remember playing it is that there weren't uh, the captions. So, like the, the character would say something, and then it, and it was you know this completely you know made up goblin's word, like "oh the Dewey's horn," and it's like, okay, what the what what like. And it's, I, I couldn't like match it with like the items that were on the screen because I didn't, couldn't figure out what they were saying. Uh, but I think in ScumVM it, it shows the text, um, for all the, th- uh, the, various yeah. parts. And so like, I think that's, that makes it a lot, uh, a lot more accessible. Yeah. that they, they, that is something that I
0: scum VM fixed, um, yeah, so I think you've mentioned a couple of times that there's rooms where you just play as Blount's hands. I just um, I love that. <laughs> it's it's spoiler, but it's great. Yeah, um, I mean it, it's not that uh, you.
1: I think you run into it just, sort yeah, of early. I, the fir- when that happened, like the, the first time we I encountered like the cutscene where you transition from from the, the level to the level where you play as Bound, you control Bound's hands. I just, I, I have such a fond memory of, like, just what happened there. Like, I can't believe, you just, like, had no idea that that, that it, there's no indication that it's going to go in this direction, right? Like, you walk through a door, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pretty much. And um, the... F- and the floppy version does it just show that, or
0: because the CD one is the one that I played this most recent time, mm-hmm. and it has a whole cutscene of like the hands flying yeah. off and doing their own thing. But is do they just do you know what they do in the floppy one? Do they just kind of cut to that
1: uh, room? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's the the hands are like holding a note that explains how to use the. The lab still, but I think that cutscene is is missing okay where they l- literally fly off his arms um but to be clear, like the missing cutscenes are not a big deal at all yeah it's, like, it's really a, a lot of them are really not good not good <laughs> and some of them are are lovely um but clearly, like there were different artists and different time constraints uh about actually getting that finished and uh yeah, you you can tell that uh, there are some parts that are very were very
0: rushed. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. But I I think the game does a good job of introducing like a lot of variety in oh, each yeah. level. They all kind of have their own theme, like, I guess. I don't know. Like the yeah, second no, level very is very different from the first.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's one thing I love about Goblins 3 is just like it 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 goes all over the map in terms of like the, the variety of, of things you encounter the, the, just the sheer amount of novelty um, that, that shows up over the course of the game um, where, yeah, like every, every level is kind of its own set piece in its own little self-contained world with its own weird idea that it's kind of exploring. Um, and they're all just like really imaginative and like, you, it's just they're just like fun to explore and like find all the little pieces and like discover what what's all there and like what the interactions are because the interactions are also all really weird and just like like really well animated and like really kind of interesting to to discover like this i don't know it's it's um the a well-structured goblins puzzle is like is like a joke. <laughs> and like once you you solve it, it's like the punchline to the joke, um, and that's like my my favorite thing about about this uh, about the series and about the puzzle design in in this game is just like that's is that um it's it's just it's a funny you know just this really whimsical game in like not funny in a a dialogue kind of Monkey Island kind of way but just like. Conceptually and visually funny, um, in a completely different kind of way, which is I just I I just love. Yeah, and you mentioned that it is really
0: different from other comedy adventure games, and it's yeah, interesting. It
1: it is really different. Um, You know, it's coming from a really different perspective because, like, I don't know, like. Pierre Gillot, um, you know, if you look at his, he's got like a YouTube channel now and stuff like that, where he has these little, you know, cartoon animations or whatever. And like, they're, they're all just like really visual kind of jokes. Like he's just, he's a cartoonist basically. Um, and like, I don't necessarily think they work great in a, in the YouTube, you know, little short animation format. Um, but for whatever reason, like in this kind of interactive like exploring this little world uh, set setting, like it just it works for me um, yeah, it's been yeah. Fun. sorry,
0: oh, sorry, no, I was gonna say it's been fun watching him make a comeback with game design because he just did goblins five earlier this it was earlier this year, right. I think I so, think. yeah. Okay. Where well, that looks a lot like his YouTube mm-hmm. videos. And then he's already working on Goblin 6, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. the most low key announcement
1: yeah, for games I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't think there's any announcement. He was just like being on someone's like Twitch stream or something, being interviewed. And he's just like, oh, well, here's, let me, let me show you what I'm working on for Goblin 6, you know. Um, it's like okay awesome like I, it's, it's wonderful that like he's gotten enough of a because like Goblins 4 that just like I was sure that was going to be the end of it um, because I was excited about it like uh, when I heard about it I was like yeah I'm buying this you know I, uh, I, I, I'm completely on board I'm like refreshing the page like when is it coming out and you know nobody else I knew cared at all or knew it existed. But like, um and that came out and just like landed with a absolute, you know, splat. Um Yeah. I don't think it helps
0: that. So I need to give it another shot because I think you've talked about how it gets really good towards, or at least it, a lot better towards gets, the end. It,
1: it gets better towards the end. I feel like, There's kind of two responses that people had to goblins for. Um, there is like people who are into goblins already. Um, the first half is, is basically intolerable, um, because it is very like the, the kind of, it's just not, the situations aren't interesting, um, really at all like it's very simple puzzles you kind of do the same thing over and over again like you know you've got the spell casting goblin and he like uh you know ca- he's zap- in like every level he like zaps a seed to turn it into a plant that the punchy goblin can climb and it's like okay i've s- i've seen this i'm doing it again and it's just like you i mean I bounced off for years. I was, I got, you know, I played a few levels and I was like, there's just nothing for me here. Um, but I've also read reviews of people who really liked the first half and then it got weird and they're like, and then they, they bounced off of it. So it's like kind of the worst possible of the two worlds, right. Where it's like way too kind of, they tried to kind of make it you know, a gentle introduction, but they were much too gentle. <laughs> okay. um, is is kind of my feeling about it about Goblins Four, um, but uh, and so, but the second half of the game, there's like it, it doesn't become great, I don't think ever, but like it becomes a real goblins game. Um, you know, you kind of get that more imaginative uh, ideas in there. You get the the more out there kind of puzzles and you kind of get the, the reward again of like, Oh, here's, here's a set piece. That's, you know, was, is, is doing something interesting. Like there's a level where you play it, like um, there's different scenes and the scenes are all the, the, the scene itself is like a newspaper. And then there's like the different, Stories of the newspaper, or different areas of the level that you can kind of interact with, and I think at one point you can like interact with things in the newspaper. Like it's it's very like um I don't know it gets it gets interesting, <laughs> but it starts very
0: not okay. Um, I'll have to give that another shot. I think the other thing that made it hard for some people was just the art's not as good because it's that yeah it's not early three D, but it's 3d on a really low budget i guess when all of the other games including 5 have really good
1: 2d art Hmm. yeah um, it's it definitely looks kind of off-putting as well it, it did not doesn't translate great to 3d um
0: it's also hard yeah like
1: for- i don't know goblins 4 i just wanted to mention like um There is like a a level where you a final level where you have to like collect the hidden MacGuffin on all the levels to unlock the final level. And like doing that is like so incredibly tedious, Uh, but you can just look up the password online to get to it. And the final level is like the the absolute best in the game by far. Like it's it's a great level. (laughs) Um, So it is it is worth um, seeing that through if you play it. Okay.
0: And what sucks is like, I guess you can just download it somewhere because it's basically abandoned uh, which makes oh, it yeah, hard for people to
1: check it out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky to like, I bought a digital copy, um, when it came out on like gamersgate.com <laughs> Um, and like, I don't think they, I'm not sure they have a page for it anymore or like I had to, like, email them to, like, unlock my cup. Like, it has this draconian kind of DRM attached to it. Um, yeah, I don't think they... I think eventually they just couldn't unlock it for me, but I was able to find a crack online. Oh, man. But, like, I, I bought this game, and I just... It's, it's like, no, you, you've you run out of activations with Starforce or whatever. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh. I do have a physical copy of this one, which is nice. That's so smarter weird.
0: than what I did. I guess. I don't know why. Like, I, it's a weird decision I made at the time. But yeah. Um, so I'll have to go back and play that. But I think. Was there anything before we move to the conclusion and spoiler section? Was there anything you wanted to bring up about uh-huh. the game?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, i with, before we kind of get into like spoiling particular wonderful moments or whatever, just like, I, I don't know. I just, but one thing I wanted to mention, I was actually kind of looking up, um, old reviews of this and like just like searching the Internet Archive for like old video game magazines or something and stuff. And like, this is, this was a series that was, at the time it came out, kind of universally, loved like like the the reviews are all really positive they say oh it's so funny you know it's got a good challenge and you know it's it's interesting and i just you know had a real blast playing it um which you know kind of as someone in in 2023 you can kind of see the design faults it's like oh, really okay um and i i did want to mention like one particular note that i thought was completely wild um, which is uh, video games and computer entertainment magazine. In the review, they have a little box with like the editors' comments. So they're like the four editors of the magazine or whatever, all kind of say their piece in a little like two sentence blurb. And one of them said uh, that Goblins the original was like a, a good uh, what was it like a good uh, continuation of the or like uh, not continuation but like. Uh, a twist on the lemmings formula, which I thought was, was an absolutely wild way to interpret this game. (laughs) Uh, just like, I, I cannot for the life of me fathom like what the genre landscape looked like in 1992 where it's like, Oh yeah, you've got this, this cute little puzzle game. So it's, it's like Lemmings, and you you click around on stuff. And so it's, it's like lemmings, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You control multiple people. Yeah. I guess. I
0: guess to do, do so, you can do puzzles, but it's kind of a stretch. But yeah, it it seems like people enjoyed the games at the time. I
1: mean, I mean, I yeah. guess they
0: must have enjoyed them if they made three of them.
1: But they made three of them. They were all really well reviewed, as far as I could tell, in uh, in you know the the American press at least. And you know, it's just um, kind of looking back where you can be like, ah, eh, that's kind of. You know it's it's like there's there's kind of one school of design thought that, that or you know a couple of different you know there's there's these dominant schools of here of adventure game kind of design thought um that have come to kind of over overshadow everything but like goblins was really doing its own kind of walking its own path and you know it's at the time when things were a little less uh, calcified in people's minds, like people were open to it and people enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, I think that's, that's great. I mean, I, I was, I definitely, um, you know, I fought through the, the frustrating parts of it because it would, the, the, I have, I was having a good time. I enjoyed the rest of it. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought it was so funny when like, because I think I played them, I started playing them when I was like six years old. Just like, a, I think that's like, I mean, I think it's good for all ages, but I think it's also good mm-hmm. for younger because it's just so goofy. And like, especially like Goblins 2, where like they get beat up so much. And I thought yeah. like all the slapstick stuff was very funny. Um, yeah. And it's very exp- approachable in a way. I, like we kind of talked about how there's a lot of guessing in the puzzles, but there's no verbs like you're just mm. kind of clicking on everything and you, you have an inventory, but that's kind of a, uh, you switch between people and
1: yeah, I don't know. no, that's a good point. It's, it's almost like, uh, it's, it's a lot more streamlined than a lot of the other adventure games of the day. Um, where, yeah, you have like a whole, whole verb system and, and all this stuff where it's, it's really almost in a way like, um, I don't know, one of these like CD ROM, Kind of title, kids titles or whatever, where you just click on random things and then weird random things happen mm-hmm. um, in in a lot of ways. It's just like there's actually, um, I don't know, it feels more fluid and like more connected. And then, you know, it's not just, oh, watch the, the funny thing. And then, you know, there's no consequence to it or not, nothing really changes where it's like this is like a little more integrated into okay, well, I'm trying to accomplish a goal and, you know, all this goofy stuff. You know, the, the characters I'm controlling keep falling on their face and and laughing at each other. And, you know, it, it feels very alive, I guess, mm-hmm. um, in a way that kind of that comparison point is, is maybe a little bit less. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and also with the exception of the first one, you can't die or lose, or get mm-hmm. any soft locks. It's yeah. just playing around yeah. and
1: trying everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Goblins 2 especially like has some, uh, goes to some lengths, <laughs> I guess. There are like some really long kind of puzzle chains where you need to execute, you know, like a lot of steps in a row and w- that are like timing dependent. But like, you know, there's always another cockroach or whatever you know you can always get another one of something Mm -hmm. that you need in order to try again it's just you know can get can kind of wear you down to like keep trying to do the same thing over and over and not quite getting it right um but it's not you know yeah uh but it, it is yeah i think you're right like it is uh you know there's there's once you once you get past the first one where there's no kind of game over there it's just kind of click and explore and and enjoy and you know be frustrated that you can't do the thing <laughs> or you can't figure out what to do but you know you just try doing other random things and it'll surprise you like it's a very kind of i don't know surprising kind of game uh, the 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 thing i loved just when when i was when I was playing it, I was my son would be in the room sometimes, and I would be just like explaining to him just the sequence of of events that would you'd have to do, like okay, and obviously the next thing I need to do is you know whatever drop drop an axe in this cauldron. Um, and he's like, "What? Where did you what?" Like, obviously, you know. Yeah, you I, I guess that's
0: like if we're talking about if we would recommend this people recommend this game to people i think the answer is yes but maybe there's an exception to if like if you really don't like moon logic in your adventure games this might be a tougher sell but because there's some really odd puzzles yeah. in here but i never really i mean i you can get frustrated with it but also because it's so low stakes like you can't really lose or lose progress mm-hmm. it's just like and a lot of times when you screw up
1: like something funny happens yeah for sure so, and it's it's a lot less punishing than than the funny things that happen in something like space quest or some, whatever mm-hmm. or like you know you die in, in funny ways and that's part of the joy of the game but also hope you saved your game like goblins isn't like that for sure
0: yeah and uh, some of the best animations are from you messing up or what or not messing up, but just like whatever not the you're not
1: successful yeah you do you you're doing you tried something and it went wrong and it wasn't the right thing to do, but you know they 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 put the touch in there where it's like yeah something something wild is gonna happen anyway, yeah.
0: Good stuff. So, yeah. So I, I think like we would, of course, both recommend it. Is there any reason why, like, was this the one that you would recommend
1: first though, out of the series? I think. Um, it, I, it definitely was at the time I added it to the spreadsheet. Um, I think for a modern, like if you're more used to the modern adventure game conventions, Goblins 5 might be a better choice because um, it, it is a lot, uh, the puzzles are a lot less obscure, um, and it is, it does still like have a lot of really imaginative, uh, stuff in it. It does also kind of have some tedious, frustrating parts, but they, they all do. Um, so, and if you buy Goblins, Goblins 5, you can buy it on Steam and the, the original developer, you know, artist behind and designer of the Goblins games, uh, would, uh, would uh see see the benefit so there's definitely that is really that cool as well
0: yeah well it's, it's also on itch which i love seeing right yeah for sure
1: like,
0: um i don't know what the deal with goblins so goblins one through three are available in a pack on, on gog on gog yeah i don't know who owns the, like clearly he owns the rights to make new goblins games mm-hmm. i think I don't, think he lo- I don't think he licensed. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I don't really understand because Sierra, Sierra does not own the Rise to Goblins in any case. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so you can buy. So if you do want to play Goblins 3, it's in a pack on GOG that includes the first three games, and those include. At least with Goblins 3, it includes the CD and the floppy versions. Cool. Um, I think we're both fine with either version. Um, They're just different. I guess what I would say is just listen to the music or whatever. Yeah. See which Uh, one you like more. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a wrong choice. Uh, Yeah. It's... Um, it's, I don't I don't think we're at the level of like, you know, you need to be playing the EGA Loom or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I don't think it's like that.
0: Um, OK, so I, I guess before we jump over to the spoiler section, um, October's game is The Lost Files of Sherlock Holmes. And then uh, we are doing Eastern Mind, followed by There is No Game and then Orion Burger. I have no experience with any of these games. It seems like people... I'm not that far into Sherlock Holmes, but people seem to be having a good time. Uh, So I'll have a link to the Discord for that. And then also every episode we do a shout out to someone in the adventure game community, whether it's a developer or streamer or someone else. Um, And then you mentioned One Short Eye.
1: Yeah, so um, I just... uh, I stumbled onto uh you know he's he produces kind of uh these youtube documentaries about the adventure game speedrunning scene um which before i saw them you know these these wonderful videos i did not really know existed but is a thing and um just like goes into a lot of really great detail about like here's you know the kind of the history of like the, the runs and like um you know where people found you know, the most interesting, like, glitches and, and weird things that people do to try and, like, play adventure games fast. Um, you know, it's not... I think it can be easy to kind of think that, like, why would you speedrun an adventure game? You just click on the things that you need to do. But, like, there are some just, like... At one point in the King's Quest uh, six speed speedrun, there was a, a, a strategy for a short period of time where you could save a bunch of time by triggering the girl in the tower song from the menu at a particular moment, (laughs) which is just, it's beautiful. Um, and yeah, one short, Eye has a bunch of these for a bunch of different, you know, beloved adventure games and kind of the communities of, of people who who are playing them and, and running them. And, uh, they're just, they're just really good and they're really fun to watch. So that's, that's my shout out. Awesome. I also forgot before we jump over to the spoiler section.
0: Um, I also forgot that there's almost like an unofficial advertisement Goblins game. Oh, for... yeah, like Bat. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's just worth a brief mention that it uses yeah. the
1: Goblins 2 engine, I think. Oh, yeah. Like the characters are like traced from Goblins 2. I'm like 95% sure. Um, yes. <laughs> like they have the same animations and everything. Um, but it's yeah, an advertisement for fish sticks. Um, and it's got like three or four levels to it. It's it's it not, you know, it's not a total throwaway game. And uh, I think there's an English patch now, like someone yes. recently uh translated it from I don't even, it, I feel like it was in like Portuguese or something. Oh, is it? For it's some not reason. French. Okay, I don't, I don't remember. Um, <laughs>
0: I just feel like this deserved a mention just because it's such a random game. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yes, that's Portuguese. So yeah. So if you if you already played all the goblins games and you want more, there is there is yeah this fish sticks game that just got an English fan translation. Um,
1: Yeah, secret goblins two and a half. Yes. and like for in, in every scene, you have to eat the fish sticks to become strong and uh, overcome the obstacles in your way. Uh, it's yeah, it's bonkers. It's great. I really enjoyed uh, playing through it.
0: All right. Awesome. So you can uh, we'll have links to social media in the show notes. Um we're in a bunch of different places or I don't know. Um, is there something that is there somewhere where people can follow you or something that people um, can check out that I'm, you've been working on?
1: Uh, I am, generally online spindly Q. Um, I post on Mastodon at spindly Q at, uh, gamemaking.social. Um, I haven't, itch.io page where I will probably shortly be contributing to the DOSCOM game jam that's going on uh right now. Uh so there might be some interesting uh, uh might be some something interesting to check out there. Um uh, on Mon co-host. Um that's pretty much where you can find me. But uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah um, so thank you for listening and uh we'll see you on the other side of the spoiler section. we're back um this is the spoiler section so if you've wanted to play this game but don't want to get spoiled just stop the show now um but yeah jeremy was there
1: something yeah. specifically that you wanted to bring up uh i just i i just there are so many wonderful moments in this game uh that i just kind of want to reminisce about and just yeah. like and i like put the pieces together right um I don't know. Like the I I love I love the maze so much uh because it it just it goes completely off the rails um you know in terms of like making any kind of physical sense. Um and just like ah uh, yeah like there's the, the the whole section where like there's a the board game where you have to make all the pieces for the board game and like paint them. Oh yeah. And then, uh you know, put them on the board, and then you have to like figure out how to move the pieces so that they like you know defeat all the guards and various things and kill the king um it's just like it's such a wild idea, and like the fact that you're you're using the 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 left and right hand like as the verbs as well with that is just like a whole other deal, and like um. Just the the whole thing, um, like the fact that you you have to like play the loot to like lure out a, the the mouse guy from the tavern. Oh, um, but you or you, you like lure him out, and then you have to like play the loot badly to like paralyze him, and then you use him as a playing piece on the board. Um, just like it's, it, it just like keeps. The, the levels of like, yes, and um, to be like, OK, we're, we're doing this thing. And then I'm like, OK, we'll do. Well, obviously, you need to juggle the balls to break the piggy bank in order to get your coin bank coin back. But then also, if you drop the coin in the piggy bank, then the mouse should cut, pop out like just. I don't know. I just love it. It's there is um, just no. It, it's it's. You know, so confident in just being its own weird thing. Um and just yeah, and there's like the whole section with like the the mirror blount mm-hmm. in there. Um with the different like time travel making you know, making I the think, yeah.
0: Yeah, like every level I think has its own gimmick
1: in a mm-hmm.
0: way there's i think there's a couple levels where you're playing as the werewolf or yeah, definitely um, which has <laughs> the voice acting in that is also <laughs> int- i don't know it's i think i like it but it's also an interesting choice um uh there but like either you have different playable people or just different like the chessboard thing is its whole thing it, a unique gimmick um or the hands or i don't know even where i the second level where you're fighting the trolls or whatever they're i don't don't even
1: know what they are like that's the that's the (laughs) thing about this game is like what what was that right like who was the guy and like it'll just introduce characters just out of nowhere it's like oh and for bayless ran off it's like who is for Bayless? Oh, you yeah. know, he was the guy who was just like <laughs> sitting in the pit, you know, he was just waiting mm-hmm. for, for the, the big mean boss guy to drop the key to the maze. What's the maze? Well, you know, it's the key to the maze. Um, But like, yeah. and, but like there is a key to the maze and for Bayless shows up again and you have to, you know, def- defeat him and get the key back. Um, yeah. It's but like You know, characters talking about him like he's he's a character that has motivations or something. And he's just like, uh, like a thousand percent, just like a weird guy that got drawn. He's like, oh, I want to put this weird guy in. His name's for Bayless. Yeah, there's no plot. I mean, there's a plot, but it's
0: such a like, I don't know. And And like.
1: The in twist? The CD-ROM,
0: the, the yeah, release. the twist
1: at the end, like, and the CD-ROM is really explicit about it. Um, And yet, even then, like, it didn't, like, land for me at all until, like, my sixth playthrough or something. Like, it was recently that I figured out, oh, yeah, Blount is the Prince Buffoon from Goblins 2. Um, and, like, it was only that because I had, like, played them all kind of in a row that I was, like, able to, like, actually make a connection and be like, that's maybe an interesting story choice rather than, sure, <laughs> but it's like, But it's
0: like, why? Like, there's no reason for it. it doesn't... Th- like, there's no other... Other than, like, the one or two references, there's no mm-hmm. part where it makes sense or comes up at all. It's just like, well, yeah, he's the, he's the prince from this. Mm-hmm. And do they even explain, like,
1: he's just... Like he did he just run off or something? Is that what I'm trying yeah. to remember? I I think it's like he was he was traumatized by his experiences in Goblins 2 and he's trying to make a fresh start for himself and separate from that world or something like that. Maybe something. <laughs> I don't know. But that's um, like that's the only like connecting tissue between I think between two and three yeah. and like Yeah, I it don't has, know. Two has kind of a wild ending too. Um, that's that's one th- that's that's one goblins trope that I'm sad isn't quite in goblins three is like goblins one and two, um, or is that right? Goblins two definitely has like a v- uh, yeah, I think it's goblins one as well. There's like explicit like psychedelic. Uh, sequences where like the, I think goblins too like you eat you have to at one point just eat a mushroom and then you go in on the psychedelic adventure level um, where like there's all these random musicians or whatever And uh, yeah I don't know I guess um, yeah
0: I was going to say the last screen in 3 is weird if I'm remembering correctly but I guess that's not the same thing the, mm. all of the games are weird but
1: maybe Ken Williams put his foot down I was just no but you can't can't sell a game where you're eating mushrooms and police quest at the same time <laughs> um
0: I yeah I don't really it, it's still funny to me that like they decided to call this goblins Quest 3 just to cash in or whatever I don't know um it must have worked because I, well, I don't know if it worked, but I, I think it felt like there's I mean, a bigger push for this game than the previous two in the US for my very, yeah. very limited recollection of being a six-year-old and seeing these games in stores. But
1: yeah, the the only one I remember actually seeing in a store was Goblins 3, but it was in like the $20 bin at Costco. Oh, like okay. how. It, how i convinced my parents to buy most of my pc games um
0: i i came across one and two from like budget Mm re-releases so yeah that was a big thing um yeah and then i think i can't remember the order that we got the games in but i like i definitely remember like seeing three on store shelves and it's like okay
1: I feel like Sierra just had more of a marketing machine in going at that oh, yeah. point than than when the goblins, the original goblins, got released. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I I definitely remember a lot of like you know games magazines or whatever, like re- hearing about goblins and in a couple different places and being like, oh yeah, this is actually this is a good game. It's it's very fun. It's very frustrating. Like it 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 had a it had a hook, right? Like, um. And they had you know full page ads in the game magazines and stuff um but yeah i don't know the sierra marketing machine was work, working in weird ways at that point mm-hmm. i think once they you know they had the whole in the whole their whole in-house magazine at that yeah, point I, that I, I i was a reader of their oh yeah it was also very
0: funny to think about like have a publisher having their own games magazine and no one and no one being like, yeah, this is weird. That it's you re- I mean, Nintendo Power was also basically. That mm-hmm. ne- felt like an advertisement for Nintendo, and it's just like, yeah, that's a notable, or, like a trustworthy source. Um, yeah, that's fine, but yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, any other. I don't know. Every level is just interesting. Like, I don't. I don't think I have any negative feelings towards any of the levels. I think there's parts that because the game is, it's a pretty long. It feels like a long game to me.
1: Yeah. That I mean, there's, there's maybe stretches
0: it. where it it feels a little. But like, I don't think there's any rooms that like I consider bad
1: or anything. Um, I I think there's there's some that can. That have some jerk uh, jerk kind of moves in them. Uh, the the room next to the chessboard room where like you have to collect the numbers in order. Oh, um, well, actually, okay,
0: yeah. I, I, that was a rough <laughs> one for me because I think, well, I mean, I would say I like I
1: luckily saved quite a bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you can miss you click on the wrong thing and then it's like, oh, you have to do all of that again. Have fun. I think there's a yeah, there's a.
0: I was there a little bit of that in the islands, the Sky Islands, yeah,
1: thing as well. Um, just because, like, you have to. There's there's so many things you have to chain in order to get to the right platform, and you don't necessarily know what the right platform is. It's just mm-hmm. it's tedious. It's so tedious to navigate around that area. Yeah, I. I think maybe that's
0: the part. Those are the parts where I get frustrated when it's just like especially like the first couple of levels where it's just one or two rooms yeah it it feels it's very breezy like or at least maybe i don't know i mean some of that is because i memorized those earlier levels but (laughs) yeah um like when you're like fighting the purple troll guys or whatever they are you're just you you're moving in it's pretty straightforward you're just trying different things to see what can take them out yeah. um and then when you you start to branch out into like later levels have multiple rooms and stuff for the most part there's mm-hmm. one or two things but yeah, I don't know cool game I'm still glad like it's just a good game even though like a lot of things that I don't like about adventure games can sometimes be in the there's no oh yeah there's no soft locks but there's just like usually I can't stand like, moon logic and guessing and stuff but it's just not Mm -hmm. really that big of a deal to me in this game
1: yeah it is it is really designed to be be tractable and like be discoverable even if it doesn't actually make any sense to you like you it's designed in such a way that you if you stick with it you should generally get there or like Mm -hmm. you know stumble on it um which is is a property I really like about it. Um, you know, it's not it's not a game about making you think real hard. Um, it is really just kind of a game about kind of blundering into solutions to things in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, which is it's it's its own kind of fun. So yeah. Um, okay. And just it's satisfying, you know. the The moon logic of it is satisfying because it's it, it it feels like really intentional rather than like oh we just you know we put a puzzle here, we, you know it's not an obstacle, you know the moon logic of 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 the puzzles. It's like, um, you know it's it's an it's it's the whole experience is like blundering around and finding yeah. these weird things and having something work. Is kind of its own little delightful surprise when it does. Um, yeah, I mean, I think
0: that's why I also liked it so much as a kid is because like I mm-hmm. had the time to kind of sit and try all these different yep. things. It might be a little harder to pitch that to a mm-hmm. grown up with a job okay. and stuff, but like just like as a kid, just like sitting there and just trying all these things was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because then, if you just fail, your character gets hit in the head or whatever i don't know but something goofy happens um it's the the, having multiple characters is the nice novelty too
1: yeah i really like that that aspect of the of the design of all the games i'm 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 i always feel like you know i that's something that's that's informed my games that i make is like just the the idea that you have these different characters that have different abilities and and can kind of help each other out um it's just, it's something that's, it feels weird to me that I don't, don't see more of, um, just because it's really kind of satisfying mm-hmm. as, you know, a way to kind of get away a little bit from like the lock and key kind of ideas of like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the one main character and like, I can, I do everything and I stuff my pockets full of everything and I have to solve everybody's problems, um, and It's just like okay, well, what if you know? You, you're you're. It's another dimension to like figuring out how to solve things, and it's you know, it's satisfying and and just kind of interesting to think about. Oh, what yeah. if I try it right, with this character? Maybe yeah, this I don't know if it's get there.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if it's like a programming thing where it's just trickier to just like. Not just have multiple characters, but like you have to do start an action with one character, jump over to this other character and ch- do a different action elsewhere to get progress in the puzzle. Like you have to synchronize all these things, but it's, it's really cool. And it's like the only, well, wait, does goblins five do that? Does
1: I haven't, oh, I yeah, didn't get far enough. Okay. I mean, there's, there's the, well, in terms of like timing puzzles a little bit. Um, okay we're like okay one so you can still to... do it yeah oh yeah okay um yeah definitely um the interface for switching between guys and goblins five isn't always the smoothest but uh, yeah but i don't know yeah. it, it makes me happy it that it's still going yeah for sure me too i like okay yeah and he's still got he's still got juice in the tank he's still got ideas and And it still, it still kind of works its magic on me. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, because the art is so nice. Like, I think, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just
0: nice seeing a modern 2D Goblins game. And just, it's a really unique style. I think it feels like sometimes games in Adventure Game, Adventure Game Studio feels like it's sometimes has a reputation for only being like pixel art, 2D graphics. I think Mm -hmm. just from all the freeware games, maybe some of the commercial games, but like, I I don't know. It's fun seeing that there's such a like unique stylized game made in adventure game studio.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a very capable engine. I've messed with it a little bit. Um, and you can, it's very flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, it's, and it's the fact that it's approachable enough that, yeah, you know, um, he, he can just kind of pick up and, and single-handedly make a new goblins game with it is is amazing like um not every uh, adventure game revival is so lucky
0: no i know i know <laughs> this this is probably one of the more successful ones in a way just because it, it like it yeah. was quick like the kickstarter i think i don't think it took too long like between funding and getting released either
1: but yeah, no, like I can't he, remember. He, I think at the point he he was funding it, he's like he he kind of had a sign, he was just turning the crank to to get the work out, and he knew how he was building it, and so he just he just did it. Um, mm-hmm. And like, the- yeah, it's just kind of very, you know, he he knew his scope and and uh, he knew what he could do, and he made sure he knew he could do it, and then he did it. And that, yeah, that was.
0: You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what the Kickstarter basically double. was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was fun seeing like the Kickstarter was just like, "Well, I want to make another one of these. Here's some art." Fun. Yeah. Art. It wasn't like a big funding goal either. No, um, really, wasn't. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't think it's a realistic goal, but I would love to see a new goblins game every year <laughs> or like every other. Year. I mean, I don't know yeah. to be too greedy, but it's just like mm-hmm. seeing him already working on six made me happy because it's like, Oh good. We're going to get another game from him. It could be anything. Yeah. I don't really, I, I would love to see Muriel also make a
1: game because oh. it's a, on... yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm sad with the, the that the uh, she had a project for the 30th anniversary of her first game that she was going to remake, and that didn't really end up going mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, yeah, I know, but I
0: hopefully, she's still planning something. I don't, it's, I think it feels like she's getting more recognition. I think,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I hope maybe
0: so. maybe that's maybe that's just from like the game history groups I follow and stuff, but yeah. um. I would love to see something by her someday too, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's just nice that I guess both of them are still involved and in, mm-hmm. the, in the shin making cool stuff. For sure. Okay. Well, I think,
1: is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? No, I think we, we, kind of uh went way off track in terms of spoilers oh, sorry. Uh, but no it's fine no it's, it's good that's, uh, that's that'll happen yeah uh, okay. yeah i think i think you know i think i've said most of uh most of my uh, i feel like i've i've said what i wanted to get across uh, but okay. why i love these games so much and and yeah cool okay well
0: thank you for joining me
1: thank you for having mm. me Okay. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.